Futurized goes beneath the trends to track the underlying forces of disruption in technology, policy, business models, social dynamics, and the environment. I'm your host, Trondarne Unheim, futurist and author. In this episode of the podcast, the topic is future tech, disruptive technology forces. I talk about chapter two of the book, Future Tech, which is all about how science and technology enable innovation. We listen to some clips from earlier episodes of Futurized in the domains of AI, engines, quantum computing, and more. Let's hear what Alex Skoldik, president and co-founder of Liquid Piston, an MIT spin-out, says about the future of engines and the prospects of uh, powering engines by anything but electricity, even though the future is now becoming electric. It's a 30 to 40 X delta in energy density between batteries and fuel. So that, that's an incredible delta. The whole world is excited to be going electric. And I think that's a, it's a historical trend. The world has wanted to go electric since the beginning. But um, you know what we see is a, a move towards electrification and also exciting new spaces like urban air mobility, just uh, completely new concepts in mobility. So, um, you know, they, they, these things are, are pretty exciting right now. Let's hear Tom Ryden, Executive Director of Mass Robotics. The Kiva approach is really kind of unique when it first came out. Um, and what they did was use robots to physically move shelves from a warehouse to where their, the item was picked and packaged. And the benefit yeah. that brought was uh, instead of having people running in a massive warehouse to go get a book or a you know, toothbrush or whatever you just ordered from Amazon, uh, the robot would actually bring the shelf right to the picker. So they needed an item, they would turn, and the shelf that had that item would be right there next to them. So they didn't have to move anywhere. They could just grab the item. The robot would then take yeah. that shelf away and bring the next shelf. Um, there's been a number of startups and other companies now that have looked at that benefit of, of kind of optimizing how the goods move in the warehouse and have taken different approaches. Um, and there are robots now that uh, will go and, and kind of go to locations and, and show on a screen what the picker should pick and they put it in the cart and the robot runs away and goes to the next location. And when it's got a full order, it goes to a packout area. Um, all of this is yeah. just to address the, the fact that U.S. is buying more through e-commerce. The world is buying more through e-commerce. This is what Art Chris Gupta head of data science at LendBuzz says about deep learning neural networks. They're building these neural networks which are essentially mimicking uh, neurons of a brain. Uh, but we don't understand how or why it's working. So there's like a huge field now, explainability, you know. You have a decision from a neural network, you need to explain why it said what it said. Let's hear what Jaya Balu, Chief Information Security Officer of Avast Software, says about quantum security. So if we know, it, you know, something, a large prime times something, another large prime equals this product, we can do this mathematical operation in our current computers rather easily. But to reverse this one-way function, if we only have the product or the ciphertext, to then reverse it to try to figure out which are the keys that we've got, you know, when we, when we got this, what are all the possible combinations of keys, that's really difficult for our current computers to solve. I understand. Okay. I see what this one and basically what we have with integer factorization is that a very smart individual called Peter Shore 
actually wrote an algorithm that will solve this integer factorization problem. So he'll find all of the factors that will be used to actually potentially calculate. So the algorithm is already available. Now we just need a quantum computer to run the algorithm on. So it should be clear that eventually like a fully quantum internet will also require quantum computers to be connected over this quantum internet. So quantum communications is not just for the preservation of current communications in all its, you know, multiple states, but also for a quantum uh, computing network as well. So you've got this fully quantum uh, backbone, so uh, communications, computation. And then you have uh, sensing and metrology. Mm-hmm. Listening to the Futurized podcast is one way to follow technology trends. There are now almost 100 episodes worth of content, each 45 minutes or more interviews with thought leaders. I try to interview smart people with a soul. Future Tech, How to Capture Value from Disruptive Industry Trends is a new book in pre-order worldwide now. This book in Futurist Thinking is published by the renowned independent London-based publisher Kogan Page and will be in general sale from March 3rd, 2021 in the UK and Europe and from March 30th this year in North America. Future Tech explains how the four forces of technology, policy, business models and social dynamics work together to create industry disruption and how this understanding can help to predict what is coming next. Technology is generally viewed as the single force that disrupts markets. However, industry is rife with stories of technologies that have failed to meet such hyped expectations. In this episode, we look at chapter two, which dives deeply into the understanding of technology as a disruption force. Classifying technologies in terms of how they are used in society is not simply a case of an adoption curve in the vein of what Gartner's hype cycle attempts to do. It begins with dividing technologies into how they are embedded in society, which I see as a breaking down into the following categories, emerging, infrastructure, common, mass market, and legacy technologies listed after degree of future orientation. Emerging tech, which relates to other concepts such as frontier tech, deep tech, hard tech, sci-fi tech, or tough tech, is technology that still has an adoption curve into the future. It is aspirational, complicated, unproven. It may have high potential, but it is not yet possible to scale its production. One example of current emerging tech is 3D printing. Although we now have desktop 3D printers, the true potential of metal 3D printing, for example, is still only possible to see using prototypes and early models. Only a very few disruption experts have any capacity to track more than a few of these topics in some depth at any given time which is why making use of a man-machine system to accelerate your learning and tracking of tech insight is going to become essential in the next decade. What I often do is deploy the man-machine systems to select content from a short list of publishers I have already decided. Then, as a second step, 
I plug the terms I find into one of the forces of disruption, 4x4 matrices. As a conclusion, science and technology enable innovation in a myriad of ways, not the least understood yet. In fact, science and technology will each, in different ways, likely change more in the next decade than they did in the 30 to 50 years that preceded it. It is also true that some things that we may wish would change fast, e.g. the speed of creating suddenly needed vaccines, or the path to understanding the depth of human emotions, might take much, much longer either because they are exponentially more complex than the things we do do make progress on, or because we haven't yet gotten the critical mass of pre-existing knowledge to build the required platforms of understanding to make true knowledge leaps possible or probable. In the next episode, I shall turn to a review of how policy and regulation moderate market conditions, and in so doing, change the very foundation that science and technology had assumed was constant. In doing so, policies are not just reactive, they may set the stage for significant scientific development or, conversely, may inhibit some activities. Similarly, it can impact all other forces of disruption, including business and social forces, as I will study in further episodes and represent further chapter in the future tech.